All right, folks, welcome to Nino's Corner.tv. I'm joined again, once again, with Cash Patel. Um, lots of questions. I got a lot of questions for you, Cash. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, first, folks, uh, let me start off with Noble Gold. Just as King Charles III of Britain has a crown with a timeless wealth of gold, you can enrich your future with the enduring value of a gold IRA. Like those precious crowns, a gold IRA doesn't tarnish over time. It shines high. It, it shines brighter in economic turmoil, just like what we're in right now. Uh, it's a hedge against inflation and stability in volatile markets. This month, the first solid one fourth one fourth ounce gold standard bullion coin ever issued with Charles III image can be yours with your qualifying gold IRA or four hundred one k rollover of fifty thousand or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Hurry and go to noblegoldinvestments.com and secure your wealth. Hit the link below, folks. Hit the link below. And uh, I can say this now. You said I can say this. I'm going to get Cash Patel on the Generals. Right, right, Cash? We're good? The Generals 10th of July? Yeah, we're in. I'm committed. Let's go. Okay. So we got Cash for the Generals 10th in July. That'll be on ninoscorner.tv. This is going to be – we're going to be talking about a lot of things here, folks. So this could be pretty – hopefully not – too much editing going on, but um, if you see some splits and breaks here and there, it's because my team got it and edited it. I want this to go on YouTube as well as Nino's Corner.tv. The unedited version will be on Nino's Corner.tv, but if it gets spliced up and it doesn't make sense at some points, understand I had to edit it and make it uh, YouTube friendly. Um, cash. All right, let's get to it, man. There is so, so much going on. I can't believe what I'm watching here. It's like a circus. Um, I believe, and let's just start with this. I, I, I feel like these house hearings have to be done quickly. I, I don't see how we can, you know, um, string these along. It's almost like time is of the essence. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Are we in a race against time for 2024? Uh, if we get to the next election cycle, do you believe it will be too late with all this? I mean, do, is there, is there, a t- is time of the essence for these house hearings? Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's great to be back with you on your show. And, you know, thanks for having me back on. I love it. Um, you uh, swing harder than most people I know, which makes this fun. Um, so, look, yes, as the former guy who ran the Russiagate investigation, all that other nonsense, time is the only thing that matters in Washington. And what these dip- uh, these uh, elected leaders do is figure out a way to make it stop and slow down. So right now, the only place we have power is the House of Representatives. And... <clears throat> We've got the majorities there, so I'm glad to see Jordan and Comer and company launch a couple of very important investigations. And I've been saying from the beginning, we don't need 5,000 investigations. We need like three, right? Whether it's Hunter Biden's laptop, and we'll get to this document and the FBI and challenge the FBI and their corruption, or whether it's the border, whatever. We just need a couple of things to show America through the investigation that look what we found. And time is of the essence to do that because... We are already now it's June, right? Basically. Um, And the Republican primary start in a month and a half, if you can believe that for the presidency. And then you have a year until the election. And so I'm not necessarily worried about the Republican side of things. Obviously, I'm all in for President Trump. I'm his supporter. I'm his advisor. And I believe he will be the nominee of the next president. But what we learned during, you know, here's the best way I can put it for you in terms of congressional investigations. When we ran Russiagate and we proved 
that it was conducted by the FBI, paid for by the Democrats, lied to a federal court to illegally surveil Trump. People thought we were the right. Now the Durham report drops five years later. And it's not an I told you so moment. It's a moment to go out there and be like, hey, that 10 percent of the electorate that swings elections who thought Donald Trump was a Russian asset because they listened to CNN and Adam Schiff and Swalwell and MSNBC. Now we go back to them and say, look, we have shown you through the investigative process, not only Russiagate, we've shown you the 51 Intel letter with Hunter Biden's laptop. And we're going to show you again with Chris Ray stonewalling Congress. So it's now we go in there and we gain the, their trust again to say, okay, those guys actually did lie to us. They told me I should vote this way. And they manufactured a complete falsehood just so I would do it. And so I think with these uh, investigations they have right going on right now, and I think they should focus on Hunter Biden's laptop and that 51 Intel letter. Uh, and I think they should focus on the pay for play scheme that Comer's in a fight with, with Christopher Ray to expose the millions of dollars the Biden family got when Joe Biden was vice president and who, who knows what went else. I think things like that are, are very time sensitive. And I'm glad to see, uh, to pull a boxing term, you know, Comer's not pulling any punches with Ray. They're like, give up the document or you're going to be held in contempt. That's exactly what should happen, right? Yeah. And right now that's where we're at. So, okay, so FBI Director Ray being held in contempt of Congress. Mm-hmm. Well, what is this? What What's the punishment for this? I mean, I don't understand. Like, this guy's just, it's kind of like me in school, and I use this analogy <laughs> when I was getting in trouble all the time. The, the principal would be like, I'm going to expel you. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, please. That's what I want. Yeah. You know, that's the type of kid I was. You know, I was always in trouble. But it seems to me like nothing you throw at these, they, they are just defiant, arrogant, and they don't care. It's almost like yeah. the whole, to me, and I've had many guests on my show say this, the system's captured. And they got all their pieces in place, and they're not going to do, they, if they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. I mean, that's why I call them government gangsters, literally. And you're, you know, you're not wrong when you say the system is captured, but you either let them win and bend the knee or you keep pounding, you know, and I'm going to do the latter. And I think you are. I think President Trump and everybody in our universe is. Yeah, it's not an easy fight to hold an FBI direct. I mean, just think about that. The nation's top cop received a subpoena from Congress, which was lawful. And he basically lit it on fire and said, go, go F yourself. I'm not complying. How, anybody just, else- how does anybody do this? Yeah. If Remember, I've been subpoenaed by Congress. I had to turn over documents and information. Let's talk about Steve Bannon and Pete Navarro for a second. They were subpoenaed by the Sixth Committee. Same subpoena power that we're talking about with Chris Ray. They'd made the decision to not comply. They were charged and prosecuted. And I don't expect for one second that Merrick Garland, this DOJ, this corrupt government gangster who oversees Chris Ray, is going to actually take on a prosecution. But there are ways in Congress where they can execute the contempt of Congress charges. And we can do things like, you know what? Take their money. That's the one thing these guys respond to. They don't care about anything else, but they can't. Chris Ray can't fly around the country on his government funded G5 if we ground the plane and don't fund it. He can't have a pension if we catch him breaking the law and Congress removes his pension. They got to do that for Comey. They got to do that for McCabe. They got to go back and take this guy's money. But also, and I'm not saying uh, take the entire FBI operating budget. I want I want cops to be chasing down bad guys. 
but the leadership structure is the problem. And if you seize the money from the leadership structure, then they're going to start listening. And at the end of the day, I don't care. If, I don't, I'm not the one out there advocating for Chris Ray to go to prison. What I want is the documents. What I want is the information. Why is it that they are going to the max to withhold from the public a unclassified document about a source? I mean, just look, look at the pattern of sources that they have used to cover up corruption. Everyone from Christopher Steele to the folks um, that we still don't know about. And now we have a Biden document about a source reporting that shows there was millions of dollars exchanged while he was the vice president of the United States to foreign entities. Why, if there was nothing wrong with it, why are they hiding it? And every time we, we fight them and we've won, it's a long fight when we get these documents out, we show their corruption. And that's what we have to do here. And that's what I'm saying, like contempt of Congress. I get it. People are thinking, oh, he's going to get handcuffed and all that. I don't care about that. What I want is the document and every single document that we've asked for, the committees have asked for, so we can have them. And we maybe can they're just them. buying time. Well, I mean, it would it, I, they're always buying time. It's the United States government. They don't exactly work, you know, at full yeah. speed and at any time. <clears throat> but right now, as long as they put the screws to them, it's only June. They can't run out the clock on this Congress, right? Like they have to keep going hard and fast. And whatever your thoughts on the debt ceiling, I don't care. I'm not the economist. Um, at least that is sort of behind us. So they can go back to focusing on how do we do these investigations right? Uh, someone else told me that like, what's really important also is that this is all getting put on congressional record, correct? And that means that yeah. we can use this at a later time if we need to. Well, that's the beauty about the actual contempt charge, right? Because, you know, the House tries the case. They're the jury. They, they sit there and the world watches the contempt hearing, right? So they can bring all this information and put it into the record and then put out the documents for the world to see, right? I think that is critically advantageous for us. Could, um, could maybe, I don't know, maybe the military use it at a later date? Well, I don't think the military is going to use it, but I think <laughs> okay. we can. That's the whole point, right? I mean, if like, this go, if this escalates, all right, I get what you're saying here. Okay, um, let me ask you this: your thoughts on Kevin McCarthy, man? I mean, I, I feel he's being a, he's on a tight leash, uh, but Rhino, I would consider him <laughs> a Rhino. What what's your thoughts yeah. on Kevin McCarthy? What, Look, what, I've known Kevin for a long time. Okay. He's in a he's in a impossible situation. And I've been his harshest critic and his biggest supporter. And I'll tell you why. One, he promised to kick Swalwell and Schiff off the Intel Committee. He did that. Right. Day one, which is a massive victory. I know people don't think it, but we're not having those guys running the Intelligence Committee and oversight is a monumental victory for America. He did that. He also came down hard on Ilan Omar because she's basically what an anti-Semite and just is a complete lunatic when it comes to being in Congress. So that was done. He promised to release tapes, right? And I'm now told through John Solomon that that's finally happening. So all of the videos are going to come out. So it's taken longer than I wanted, but those promises have come through. Now, the debt ceiling stuff, like I said, I'm not the economist. And when you have both sides complaining as much as they are, like Democrats and Republicans, every time I read the news, they're all complaining. No one's happy. Maybe that's a win. I don't really know. I know the staunch right says it's not, and I'm not for raising our debt without cutting expenses, but I don't know how that process works. And here's the thing, right? Politically, since the Republicans are in the House majority and Kevin is the speaker, if they put forward a debt deal, 
and then it doesn't get done, then who gets blamed when we default on our debt? Us, right. which hurts Republicans politically. So I think Kevin's done some great work. I think he's had some shortcomings. Um, I would never want that job. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why but uh, it's better than who, I don't know, just released her Hollywood video of her exit from Congress. I don't know if you saw this. No, I don't think I want Hollywood, to. Hollywood film and HBO productions to come into the House of Representatives classified sensitive spaces and videotape her exit as Speaker of the House and follow her onto an aircraft to a DOD location, which me as the chief of staff of DOD knows what we use it for. And they videotaped everything and put it out because she wanted to be in Hollywood. So at least we don't have that going on anymore. And we don't have ace committees. So there are some wins, there are some losses, but right now I think we're winning a little more. And that's, at I the mean, end of it the just day, seems like when I say earlier, time is of the essence. Everything that's happening to America right now, we, we are being torn uh, from the core. I mean, this is just, yeah. I mean, the border's wide open and I'm here on the border. So I know what's happening. I hear it from the border yeah. patrol. These people are flooding in. I just don't know how we win 24 and I have to be careful I say this here because it's fluff tube with these new voters coming in, you know, that are going to be going to red states. I mean, that's going to be one of their tactics. Yeah. I mean, look, the, it's not a censorable thing to say the left wants to let everyone vote because they'll basically go out and try to buy their votes. That is what they want. And I think the way, look, I've been critical of, of us, but I think the state attorney generals, where Republicans are in leadership positions have monumentally failed here. Like, why aren't these guys prosecuting anyone? If the Democrats were doing it, if they were in charge in these places, they do it in a heartbeat. Like, I don't, they, they're like, oh, it's a federal government issue. No, it's happening in your state and it's affecting voting, which is a state law. Like, why aren't you guys prosecuting people for doing these types of illegal acts in your states? And I can't find a single AG. We've literally reached out to them, called them. People who are big Trump supporters, people who have supported us in the past, and say, "Why don't you guys prosecute these people?" And every and everyone just just bluffs. They're just like, "Oh, well, you know, I think it's a federal thing," and and that's the biggest problem. That to me, I've talked about it up with Charlie Kirk um, and and a bunch of other people. Our state attorney generals are not doing the lift they need to be doing to ensure voting election integrity come the next election cycle. The federal government cannot and should not have a dictation policy when it comes to our elections. It's a state matter. And we control 27 state houses, you know, where it really matters. Is is When's Adam Schiff going to be on the hot seat, man? Because, I mean, <laughs> I mean seriously, I, I look at this guy and I, I just, I can't take it, bro. Like, honestly, I just cringe. Well, I mean, look, this is what happens in government when you're shown that you are a corrupt fraudster. You elevate yourself to another position. So now he's running for Senate. And look, in California... He might win. They're, they're, they have the population basis of liberal. And you're news. saying that's like a level of protection for him? Well, you know, what else is he going to do, right? Is he going to go out and talk on CNN for the rest of his life? This guy has been in Congress for his entire life, has never really had a job. And, you know, he's married into wealth and doesn't have to worry about money. So what does he want? These guys want one thing. They want to be on TV and they want to be called sir and senator and act important, but not actually do anything. And being a United States senator from the state of California allows Schiff to continue his corrupt ways. We've we've put him on blast. He's always going to be continue to be put on blast. But um, the only real way is if California doesn't elect him and he's retired. Because, you know, I have a, a you know, he stated Adam Schiff has stated that he didn't agree with the Durham report 
and they didn't have and they didn't have the evidence until they started the investigation. They didn't have the evidence until they started the investigation. <laughs> well, isn't evidence what you need to start an investigation, Cash? I mean, I don't understand this. I mean, what are they going on? A hunch? I mean, or are they it's it's all bogus framing. Oh, I mean well, you know, with Russiagate and Schiff, you know that's that's exactly what it was. He was the one holding up envelopes saying So how was this guy? Yeah, I mean, fucking... yeah it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, because he's personally come after me, released my sensitive information, you know, put my, you know, put me at jeopardy. And he, you know, just because we were putting out the truth, and that guy was putting out the lies, right? So when he says something like years later that the Durham report didn't show anything, the the very stations he was on, CNN and MSNBC, called the Durham report devastating to the FBI. That's what they said. And so now he's coming up with a new political ruse. Oh, well, we didn't have the information. And, you know, what Durham found, they didn't they didn't find it till after Durham came in. Like you said, that that's what what kind of logic is that? Yeah, it so, makes no sense. It makes no sense. Everybody now knows the credibility of Adam Schiff. The problem is there's people in L.A. and San Francisco that like him and will probably help him become the next U.S. senator in California. Unless here's here's a kicker. Here's the kicker. So if here the I'm glad we brought this up. So Feinstein, right, the current U.S. senator in California, she's you know not doing well and nobody wishes her ill will or anything. But the Democrats have called for her resignation. The Democrats, mm. not the Republicans. Interesting. Right? The AOC and company are leading the charge. You must resign because she's missing critical votes in the Senate for confirmations and all this stuff. Now, if she resigns, you know what happens? Gavin Newsom has to appoint a new U.S. senator from California. And Gavin Newsom has promised to appoint a black woman, the next U.S. senator from California. If that happens, that lady can beat Adam Schiff in the next election cycle. Mm, interesting. Uh, you tweeted that the con- Congress demand list. You cr- you tweeted the Congress demand list, and that list had the Durham cut. Since he failed to question them, now we must start with these. And it's James Clapper, James Comey, Chris Ray, Gina Haspel, Peter Strzok, Adam, Andy McCabe, Bill Pristap, Rodney Joffe, Glenn Simpson, uh, Rod Rosenstein, uh, the Epstein Black Book, Morgan Stanley Council. You actually feel these names are will testify in the hearings. Do you think they'll be brought to the hearings to testify? Well, that's what the, yeah. And uh, so truth, I'm not on Twitter. I can only be on Twitter. Okay, so, truth. So. All right, it's truth. All right, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. Uh, but, you know, we got to get you on there and rumble, man. You'd, you'd, you'd love it over there. Uh, you'd have a ton of fun. That, that, that is an audience for Nino, let me tell you. Yeah, uh, rumble. I, everyone tells me, get on there, but I just got such a huge following on yeah. YouTube already. You should just post it on both places and then just mm. see what's what. You know, you'll you, oh, well. you you'd be surprised on the traction you get on Rumble and, and Truth. I mean, the place is lit. Okay. So the reason I issued these congressional subpoena demand list is because you, a it's up to folks like us to educate the public on not just hyper like don't say dumb things in hyperbole like oh I want you know all these guys handcuffed and perp walk through you know what Pennsylvania Avenue that's not realistic. But Congress is we have the majority. They are listening to a lot of things we're saying. So, and they've already promised after that statement was issued, and I'm not saying I'm the reason for it, but they are going to subpoena the 51 Intel letter people. That's a win, right? We want to know, we know that it was a total fraud. We want them to cop to it under oath. And if they don't, here's the best part. This is why I want all these people to go back up there. All these government gangsters that I outlined in my new book, Government Gangsters. I want them to lock in testimony in 2023 and 2024 under oath lying. So when we win in 2024 
and President Trump is the president again, we are going to go in and prosecute every single one of these guys who thought they would get away with it all. And I want to show the public that they, who were in positions of power, lied to them before and were willing to lie to them under oath. We can do it methodically. We don't have to get all those people I listed, but if we get a chunk of them, I think that's a win. And we already got two. Jim Jordan already put Comer, uh, excuse me, uh, Clapper and Brennan under oath. And so hopefully we'll see those transcripts soon. And they've said that they're going to continue to subpoena the 51 Intel letter people, signatories. I think that's a win. You know, I'm sure you hear whispers in the inner circles and things like that. Are you hearing, are they nervous, man? Are they just so full of arrogance and pride that, I mean, is there any kind of worrying going on here? I mean, are you hearing anything? Are you, are we, is any of this working? No, that's just it. The reason they, I mean, the reason Comey architected Russiagate was because he's so arrogant. He thought, I'm going to get away with this. No one's ever going to catch me. And when we catch them, they're so arrogant that James Comey comes out on TV and says, oh, there was nothing new in the Durham report. Basically like an Adam Schiff, right? Like this is the arrogance of these people. Now, they're not stupid. They just know that these news agencies who conspired with them to perpetuate that fraud and crime will allow them to say these dumb things. Where we're winning is at even some of those news agencies are calling them out. That's all we need. We need that little space to reach that little bit of audience that we can't get to normally. And I think a lot of those people have shifted over to watching shows like yours. I stopped doing most mainstream media. I don't know if you noticed that. I haven't done it in like a year, literally. Really? And I've done a lot. I do a lot of Real America's Voice. I think they do a fantastic job, but they're not cable news, you know, uh, and anything like that. And I got to tell you, every time I go around the country and I and I told my publicist, I said, look, we need to pick great shows, the top, you know, 50 shows and do those, whatever variety they're in. Thank you. And a bunch of others. And everywhere I go, more than when I was on the mainstream media, people are coming up to me and be like, hey, I saw you on that. I listened to you on that. I heard you on that. And that proved our hypothesis. A year ago, I said, I think people are going to leave because the Russiagate narrative is going to come out because the 51 Intel, like people are going to see they were lied to by the legacy media. And there's a place to go for free, literally, where you can get real news. Great shows like yours. So thank you, I think Josh. That means a lot to me, man. No, but I think it's working. And that's why I mean, like we need, you know, we have to keep going. And what I always tell people, I also was like a harsh critic. I'm like, hey, man, on these shows, don't fall for the one thing the radical left wants. The, they want us to say crazy rhetoric, hyperbole, you know, that they are waiting for us to say that. I said, we just don't do that. We just don't give them that out. Keep the blinders on. Keep moving forward. Keep punching exactly. Apollo, you know. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Do what you do, you know, exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you this. John Durham will be testifying June 21st. Woo! What? Okay. What do you think this is going to accomplish? What will this reveal? I think it, it continues the the narrative we're talking about. The Durham report started the conversation for so many Americans. They were like, oh, crap. You know, forget those guys, Nunes and Cash. Those guys were right-wing conspirators. But this guy, he puts out a report that even CNN and MSNBC are saying is devastating the FBI. They broke the law. It was corrupt. And the most important thing politically, and I think this will refocus it, because when you have the guy in the hot seat, every news outfit's going to cover this. They can't not now, right? They are going to be putting this on TV and everything online is going to be talking about John Durham testifying. Politically, President Trump is allowed to say for the next 18 months, I've been completely exonerated. I was never a Russian asset. The FBI never had any lawful authority to investigate me and surveil my campaign. It was done illegally and we caught them. That politically is, I mean, that's gold. Huge, right? huge, yeah. 
he and he should say that, right? And John Durham is going to say that, right? So then you can get the clips of John Durham saying it, the lead prosecutor. And then what are they going to do? Like, you know, and her crony saying, oh, you know, Alpha Bank this and, you know, all this total BS, right? So so this that, really is the court of public opinion. Yeah, that's it. And and look, here's the funny thing. The left is going to come after this guy, which is ironic, right? The Democrats on the committee are going to actually try to come after this guy. And he's going to sit there and be like, hey, these are the facts. What you're saying is like he has that ability to do that. So I think that's another win for us. And the third win is I hope the co- members of Congress on the Republican side use it to put out snippets of information from his report because it's too freaking long for everybody to read. But you just need a couple of sentences here, a couple of sentences there about how the FBI conducted itself unlawfully under Comey, how Chris Ray has covered up the corruption. And most importantly, why John Durham left so many people off the hook. That's one of my biggest crit- critiques of him. You know, he didn't interview Comey and Priestap and Strzok and Lisa Page and all these people. So it, it was just really frustrating to see that. I know he's going to get asked that. And that's part of the continuation of the congressional subpoena list. Now, maybe they'll do it after he comes in. Maybe he'll come in and say, look, Garland told me I can't do it. I don't know. We don't know that yet. Right. So we got to get the answer first. But I think people are going to start to realize very fast that what John Durham put out was a lot of what we found. And he added a lot of details to it. And just think if we had all those authorities back when and Russiagate never happened, how much safer this country would be and how much more trust we would have in our FBI and DOJ. We don't have it right now because of Russiagate. What about the other charges that are hitting Trump? Are you pretty confident we'll get past those? I mean, they're throwing more and more charges yeah. at this guy. And my my theory on this is, uh, you know, they're going to drown Trump out as they lift up DeSantis, the Bush-controlled heat-seeking missile is what I call him. And, uh, you know, what, what's your thoughts on that? What, what What's your thoughts, first of all, on these charges that are getting th- – these all these new charges that are getting thrown on Trump? Do you, what's, your, what's your outlook on this? My thought is what I tell President Trump that one of his central themes to the platform should be, in my opinion, is that – the FBI and DOJ and law enforcement across the country has created a two-tier system of justice, one for them and one for us. And it's now, instead of just having to say that, President Trump is living it day in and day out, putting aside guys like me who've been subpoenaed and all this stuff, right? The guy gets bogusly charged in New York. He's going to get bogusly charged maybe by the DOJ and FBI. But he is the one unique person in American history who every time he takes like a Tomahawk missile to the head, he actually like grows in power. And that's what I think happened as a result of the New York State charge by that guy Bragg when he brought this bogus prosecution in New York State Criminal Court. And you also saw what happened from the ridiculous civil suit for a woman who couldn't identify the year in which the sexual assault allegedly occurred, right? Everybody is seeing, whether you like Trump or not, they are seeing how people in law enforcement are using it to go after him. And what he has brilliantly said recently and and over and over again is, They're coming after you. I'm just in the way. He's absolutely right. They're coming after your audience. They're coming after who listens and talks about us and the shows we watch. They're coming after our neighbors, our friends, our parents. They are most definitely coming after us because they've been surveilling us. They surveilled me five years ago when I led the Russiagate investigation. I just found out three months ago, the DOJ and Chris Ray's FBI issued subpoenas for all of my personal communications. And we just found that out because Google told us their five-year limitation window had expired. So they are now allowed to tell us. These guys have been doing it since day one. And it's Russiagate and Steele dossier over and over and over again. And so we have exposed the two-tier system of justice. It's no longer just a right-wing talking point, Nino. 
it's something that we can go out there and say with concrete examples, this is going to happen. It has happened and it might happen to you. And yeah, maybe they'll charge Trump down the road again. But I agree with you. Their motive is to sideline him. But their arrogance doesn't allow them to see the fact that it is actually letting him grow in power and popularity. He's exposing them. Because you keep exposing. If it was a one-off, like a one instance, that narrative would win for them. But we're on version, you know, like 87 now, right? Of them doing it over and over and over and over and over again. So if they keep going, I just think it's going to backfire on them. I don't think he should be charged for any of it. I don't think there's a lawful basis for any of it. But that doesn't stop this DOJ and this FBI. They don't care. We just talked about how they made up an entire investigation and had to have a special counsel just to prove what we proved during Russiagate. You know, people are now really on board with the message that there is a two-tier system of justice and they don't want it interfering with their lives. Are you at all worried about Ron DeSantis? I mean, you th- do you think he poses a, a threat at all or is he just no, really? I'm not. I'm, I mean, look, people were, were mocking or knocking President Trump for going after Governor DeSantis six, eight months ago. And I will always say this. I'm not the political guy, but you got to admire the political genius of Trump. Everybody was telling him not to do it. Now the guy's like 40 points in the lead. And DeSantis just announced, and he basically announced, and he's, you know, he's out there crippled before he even gets out the door. And then he has this big he's announcement. He's falling like a lead balloon, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but then him and Elon Musk talk about big tech censorship. Yes, policy. I was just going to come to that. They they do the big launch, and it crashes. Twitter crashes during the launch of Ron DeSantis' campaign. I mean, that to me, in a nutshell, is Ron's campaign. He can't even get it off the ground. So look, he's a popular I mean, guy. Elon is showing who he's vowing, who he's going for. I mean, Elon's showing who he's backing yeah. right there. We always knew I should speak louder than words. We always knew that. That's why I keep telling people, get off Twitter. Come to Truth Social. So he pulls Trump. everybody into Twitter and then does a bait and switch. Yeah. And so, look, we knew that Elon was always not going to go with Donald Trump. And he tried to back another horse. And they're going to put in a lot of money on it. They're going to put in a ton of money. But when you go, I go across the country, you go across the country. We speak to audiences all the time. Friendly and not friendly. And most people that I talk to overwhelmingly say Donald Trump's going to be the candidate. He's going to be the guy. Um, And the rhinos, of course, they want DeSantis. But Trump defeated the rhinos already. Right. Right. We don't have to fight that fight again. They want us to fight it again. But with Trump's genius, he's been out there saying, I don't even think I'm going to fight you because I've already won. And he's out there saying, why should he, Donald Trump, go to a Republican primary and debate these people? What purpose does that serve when he's 30 points ahead of the next guy behind him, Ron DeSantis, right? So he's going to kind of, he's not going to debate. I don't, I mean, that decision's up to him, but I think he's put it out there that he's saying, why should I do it? What Biden's not, Biden's not debating. Do you hear about this? Yeah. (laughs) No, but I mean, listen, we have a strong candidate, RFK, going against Biden, and and Biden's just not going to debate. I mean, have you ever heard such a thing? No, but the machine over there, will allow that to occur right that's they will let they will let it and that's that's but that should wake up the democrats that right there should wake them up i mean it might it's going to get it's going to get spicy over there i think because with biden just continuing to plummet um and take america down with him and folks with name capacity like an rfk out there they're going to have to listen to that other message now look rfk is not popular enough because he's you know because of his positions he sides with conservatives on a lot of things very unpopular in democratic land very unpopular. So it's an interesting place. But you know what? He could pick off 10% of the vote. That's a lot of people. That's yeah. a lot of people. And so they're scared. 
So just a couple more questions. Um, I'm just going to kind of switch gears here just for a second. You know, Biden has stated many, many times, almost religiously, he keeps bringing this up, that white supremacy is the biggest threat in America. Obviously, he's pushing this <laughs> narrative, right? And uh, yeah. And I've seen articles of the rise of Latino white supremacy. I mean, just ridiculous stuff, man. Um, and I have my theories on that. But I wanted to get your view on, you know, I've seen these groups marching, Patriot Front, things of that nature. And to me, they look like feds. And I want to know your I want to get your outlook on that, your view on that. I mean, I don't think anybody, anybody who's marching with face coverings and shields, and I look at them when I go on, the gig is up. The gig yeah, is up. I mean, yeah, let, let's speak frank here. I mean, what's your view on that? It's ridiculous. Could they be feds? They could be. And that's, you know, why aren't they telling us about now? We know with certain we've been saying, for example, right? We've known for a long time that they had undercover informants, undercover agents in the federal level, at the metropolitan police level, all over the place. Right. And as a former federal prosecutor, I know that that can't happen overnight. That's like a six month lift just to prepare to drop those guys in there to do whatever they were told to do. Now, two weeks ago, they just admitted it. All the agencies are like, oh, yeah, we were there. Shocking. We knew that. Now, that's another thing that Congress should do is get out those documents and information, right? But what where this all ties together is through the whistleblowers that have come out recently and given shocking testimony about waste, fraud, and abuse. And it ties directly to your, you know, this white supremacy bogus claim, right? These guys actually were FBI agents who came out and said their cases from, you know, central, literally the middle of the United States of America were being taken by FBI headquarters in D.C. and being retyped as violent domestic extremist cases so Chris Ray could go to the Congress and lie and say domestic violent extremism is on the rise. And why did he do that? Have his narrative that white supremacy is the biggest threat to America because the mainstream media wants it to be that. They want us conservatives. Yeah. To, of course, we can. But, but have you seen that they, they're labeling Latinos in that group now? Yeah, I mean, they're. I mean, look, they'll probably label black people in that group next. I mean, this is this is it's crazy. If you're it's like a st- black, it's then- like a straight gay pride parade. It makes no sense to me. No, it, exactly. That's 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 exactly the analogy that 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 needs to shape this conversation. But, but what I think, what I think, well, I don't want to get into conspiracies with you because I respect you and I respect your time. I also wanted to. So, in my mind, the House hearings will accomplish this at the very least. My view is that a minimum. To get this on congressional report record, congressional record, so it can be revisited later without undue difficulty, as fraud has no statute of limitations, just like murder and other capital crimes. Am I right in saying that, Cash? Yeah. Yeah? All right. (laughs) Cash, man, you're awesome, bro. Thank you. So we got you for the General's Tent in July. Yeah. Listen. Just pick the day that, that, you know, my audience is going to love this. We're going we're gonna to pick a date. We're going to make it work. And then if I could just, you know, give your audience a quick uh, blurb about my book, Government Gangsters. So we wrote this book. It basically it's a it's a manual. And President Trump put it on Truth Social saying it's the roadmap to winning in 2024. And you can pre-order at governmentgangsters.com. Here's the irony. I finished this manuscript, this book, last October. And as a former government employee, you have to submit it to government for review. And I agree with that process. It usually takes about three months. They want to make sure there's nothing sensitive in there and private personal information is out. That makes sense. No problem. I'm on month eight, month eight of their review. Three weeks ago, Nino, I filed a federal lawsuit. I'm suing the United States government to release my manuscript because they have sent it to so many places for review 
and we haven't gotten a response yet. So I promised your audience I'm getting this book out, but there's got to be a reason that the government doesn't want my book out. So go to governmentgangsters.com. I'm doing signatures. I'm doing personalized messages. I'll write whatever you want on the book. I promise we're going to get this book out. Should have the shelves hopefully later this summer, but you can order a copy now. Man, that's awesome. Have you heard? Have you uh, read the General Flynn's book, a uh, fifth generation? Warfare? Yeah, I mean, Mike's a personal friend, so I'm biased. I love that guy. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Listen, yeah. governmentgangsters.com, folks, get over there, get yourself a book. This is amazing. I, I really appreciate you, Cash. Cash is going to be a general at the general tent in July. Uh, we'll figure the date, the exact date and time later, but thank you, Cash, for coming on. And, folks, this, if you see this, we're probably going to have to edit this a little bit for YouTube, but it will go on Rumble and it will go on Nino's Corner.tv. Cash, thank you very much. Thanks, brother. Appreciate your time. See you God soon. bless you.